at this time. I would like to remind everybody that you are listening to jradio.com. If you would like to listen to us on the telephone, you can listen to us by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. The number to call after the show, after the story that is, to tell us your name and what lesson you learned in tonight's story is 718-683-5858. Very good, Yossi. And, of course, if you'd like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that J Radio can definitely use your donations so, the address is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is Javit Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on JavidRadio.com, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs for either storytelling, Kayak from the Mayach, Extreme Martial Arts Demo, uh, you know, whether it be for, uh, you know, Avas Abundant Program, uh, 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 your, your yeshiva, your Benos, your Beis Yaakov, whatever, your school, a private party, or a day camp, a bungalow colony, or sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718 718- 375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, qigong energy lessons, and so on, uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbsch's books are still available in your local forum store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you could call Rabbi Yitzhirbs at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start. Okay, so are you ready for the story? Well, Robert, I cannot believe it. Could you see what happened outside? What happened outside? It's not raining. Oh, so what do you mean? You know, do you know it rained like 21 out of 26 days? You know that? Well, I wasn't exactly counting, but, you know, rain is gishme bracha, you know what I mean? It's uh, rain is like a bracha. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Okay, 
Anyhow, um, um, she got a story? Uh, yes. Is it a sunny story? <laughs> That's good. I don't know how to bust your bubble, but uh, there's a 60% chance that there's going to be a shower. Uh, a shower with soap and water and then shampoo? No, no, no. Uh, like a, a, a rain shower. A rain shower? Oh, no, not again. Yeah, yeah, but it's supposed to start after nine. <laughs> but then again, you know, Hashem could play jokes on us, you know? <laughs> All right, anyways, ready for the story? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So what story are you telling? Me? I'm telling the story? Um, well, a lot of people like you. You should tell the story, so go ahead and tell the story. Uh, um, um, okay. There once was, um, 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 three little pigs and, and, no, 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 that wouldn't be good, right? <laughs> no, I guess. So I'll start the story and you do your usual thing. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy, I got permission. It's not even out there. Okay. All right. Uh, anyways, um, I don't think I ever told this story before. I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember either, because if you don't remember it, then how can I remember it? Uh, that's a good point. Okay, anyway, so here we go. Name of the story, we're going to call it No Problem Too Small. Uh, no Problem Too Small. <laughs> oh, was it too big? No, 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 no. No Problem Too Small. Okay, very good. All right, so we got to tell you about a few people. Uh, okay, a lot of people? Well, we, if you don't understand about these people, then uh, you won't understand the story. Okay, first we have to talk about the, I believe he's the first Kotzkareba, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Rab Menachem Mendel Morgenstern of Kutsk. Uh, okay, so what about him? Well, he's one of the people in the story. Okay. Then I want to tell you about a person who's known as Rab Shloimer Zalman Lifshitz, and he wrote a sefer called the Chemda Shloimer. <laughs> All right, and, and what about him? Uh, he's also in the story. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so, well, um, and, and, and Yitzchak Meyer Alte, Harav Yitzchak Meyer Alte, known also by the name of the Sefer that he wrote called Chidushi Harim. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't he like the first Gera Rebbe? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, um, what's going on? Ah, so, uh, this story has to do with one more guggle. One more guggle? Wow. Who's this other one? This other guggle... Is are you ready? All right, here we go. Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak Horowitz. He's a Levi, by the way. So it's Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchak Halevi Horowitz. Ow! Ow! The Chayzav Leblin! That's right. You got that right. So what do these four people have in common? <laughs> They're in the story. Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, uh, well, if you stop, then I could tell how it happened. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, anyways, Rabbi Mendel of Kutsk, he was a very interesting man, a very big tzaddik. Okay. And he was not only just a big tzaddik, but he was very stark in Emes kite. And Emes kite? Oh, he flew a kite called Emes? No, 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 no. Emes kite is a Yiddish way of saying he was very truthful. He held very stark to doing the Emes. And, you know, doing the MS sometimes could be embarrassing sometimes. And sometimes uh, when you do the MS, you know, um, like, for example, um, let's say, uh, here's an example, let's say you're riding a bicycle. Okay, let's say I'm riding my bicycle, and, and let's say as you're riding down the street, you know, it rains so many days, so there's a lot of puddles around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you ride your bicycle right through a puddle, and it spritzes on somebody and dirties his pants full of mud water. So what do you do? I keep riding. That's what I would do. No, 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 no. That's not what a Kutzka Hasid would do. Oh, what, what would he do? He would stop short, and he would apologize. And he would ask, 
that came from the muddy water that I by accident ran through, and uh, I'd like to pay for your cleaning bill and things like that. Now, of course, most people, you know, they just like, if the guy didn't notice you're doing something, unfortunately, some of us are not very scrupulous. Scrupulous, that's a new word. Is it in the dictionary? Yes, it is. And, you know, some people are not scrupulous, and therefore what they do is they just go over and, uh, I know, they just like make believe they didn't do it. <laughs> like a guy is going and he says, oh, there's no hanger over here. Oh, uh, let me see if I eat from Povafoe. Boom, knocks off a coat off the hanger, puts his coat on instead, right? That's right, there's some people who do that. But anyways, the Kutzer Hasidim, their Rebbe, Rabendel Morgenstern of Kutsk, he pushed very strongly that they should be always emistic, no matter what. No matter what. Okay? And so, uh, sometimes that could make them look like a Balgaiva. Huh? How could that be? I mean, if they're doing the right thing. Well, let's look at another scenario. Okay, um, let's say there is a person that's a very good carpenter. Okay? He's a very good carpenter. Now, in Hilchus Lashon Hara, it's brought down like a marshal, like, you know, uh, let's say somebody needs a carpenter. He says, uh, are you a good carpenter? And the guy says, yes, of course I'm a good carpenter. Baruch Hashem, I know my work very well. So he might think maybe she's called Balgaiva. But, you know, he has to tell her he's good if he wants to get the customer. Uh, of course, and and but then the guy goes over and says, uh, "Excuse me, but uh, uh, are you better than Shlomo uh, Zalman or Chaim Shmikel or Chodchevuchkis?" And if he is, he has a choice to say, "Um, I, I don't want to speak about it," or he could simply say, uh, "Well, um, I never saw the work, so I can't say." Or he could tell the real truth. I've seen their work. I'm so much better. <laughs> you know what? Um, <clears throat> i got to tell the truth. Um, okay. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't want to hustle and put them down, but yes, I, I am better than them. Now, of course, that could lead to Gaiva, Lush and Hara, and so on and so forth. But on the other hand, it's also telling the MS. Now, you're allowed to speak certain things that may be construed as Lush and Hara if it's for the Ellis, and it follows all the halachic standards, which we're not going to do that now because we want to tell the story. Oh, okay. So, um, therefore what? So sometimes when these people from Kutsk, uh, the Hasidim, sometimes when they were doing Emestikite, sometimes they were misinterpreted. And sometimes, you know, some people thought that they knew better, and the Kutzkas knew, let's say, a certain truth, and they would be forceful about it, and the other person wouldn't like it. So basically, in some places, not all the Kutzkasidim at that time were well appreciated. And of course, many people did not realize how great of a tzaddik Rabbi Menachem Mendel uh, Morgenstein of Kutsk was. So this story, based on the time periods that all these four tzaddikim lived, I would say that this story happened somewhere in the early 1800s. Okay? So, that's, uh, if you're going to ask me exactly what you had, you know my question. No, because I figured that you would ask. I cannot tell you if it happened 1801 or 1830, but I could tell you it definitely happened before 1839. How <laughs> you know? Because the one that served as the <coughs> the, the Av Bezdin uh, in the Warsaw uh, town, uh, it was the Chem de Shleima. Oh, that's the one you said was Rab Shleima Zalman Lifshitz. That's right. So he was Nifta in 1839. So it had to happen before he was Nifta. So therefore, it's the early 1800s, okay? It could be anywhere between 
1800 and 1820 or the most, 1838. Okay? Okay. Okay, now we got all the background. Now what happened? Okay. There was this shaykh. Now it doesn't say in the safer the name of the shaykh. So you don't want to call him Poloni Ben Bloney. Right. So therefore, let's give him a name. Okay. How about me? You? No, no, no. Me, not you. No, no, no. I, I mean, uh, you, you, you mean I should call him Yossi? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to. Well, why not? Because you're Yossi. I'm going to call him Zanbo. Okay, Zanbo. Okay, Zanbo, are you there? One minute, one minute, I'm right here. Ah, Shalom Aleichem, what you got over here? Some chickens, okay. I'm going to shake the chickens. You know something, you're the only sheikhet here, you know, and we don't have another sheikhet, so I hope you're an emistika bench, and I hope you're reliable. And why shouldn't I be reliable? I've been a sheikhet here for maybe, what was it, 10, 15 years, maybe more over here, you know what I mean? Uh, come on, you can trust my shrita. I have all the kisav kabolas and everything, you know, from a lot of rabbalim, okay? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm telling you, your shrita is good, don't worry. Okay, I'm very careful. I don't rush to a shrita, you know what I mean? I do it the right way. I hope so, you know. I have my doubts, you know. There's a lot of people speaking. Uh, speaking Lush and horror, no doubt about it. Lush and horror about Katzcha Hasidim, right? And I'm in the town here, and I'm one of the few Katzcha Hasidim here, right? And so therefore, right away, you think negative. Where's the part where it says, Don as Koladom Lachafzchus? What happened to that? Ah, that went out the window a long time ago. <laughs> that doesn't make good table talk. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Here's your money. Here's your five slotters. Goodbye. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, Hashem, I shechted all those chickens. It's Gewaldic. I'm very happy for the person. It's Gewaldic. No, let me get invited. Oh, what's this? Hey, what's going on over here in front of my store? What's going on over here? I tell you what's going on here. It's a shrika machrekish, whether the pshat in the Gemara is like this or like that, okay? And uh, what do you think? Oh, uh, you're asking my opinion. I think it's like neither. It's basically, and he gave a third way, of course, and it made sense, but they couldn't be maida that a katzka chasid knows better than them. Yo, yo, meshige. Yo, 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 a katzka chasid. This doesn't make sense what you're saying. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's a Michigan. God's a Michigan. <laughs> Your shot is no, uh, it, it has no uh, beginning, no end. Uh, what are you talking about? You can check it out. I'll tell you it's for him. You can look in and you can see for yourself. <laughs> you probably fixed that. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, goodbye, goodbye. And of course, just people began, just simply because people badmouthed the cuts I see them there without any foundation. Okay, because, you know, sometimes there are people that are, I don't know if you want to use the word ibachanyok, you know, but I mean, like, they're too zealous when they're doing a mitzvah. They're overdoing it. But the Kotzech Hasidim, they did it for real. They did it for real. It was no shtick. It was, that's the way they believed, to do the emistic away. If you do something, you do it the whole way. Like Lamarshal, if you're fixing a pair of shoes, you don't fix a pair of shoes that should fall apart a day later. You fix it that you hope it's not going to fall apart. Ah, if it falls apart a day later, he'll bring it back to you, you fix it again, you make more money. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. So, huh. anyways, so what happened was this. This Katzchachasid went on without a problem. Then one day, there was this lady who came to the Sheikhid Zanbul. 
Oh, Shandra, how are you? Baruch Hashem, and how are you? So, uh, what can I do for you, lady? Well, you know, I moved to this town not so long ago. And I, I heard you the shaykhet. Even though you're a kachka chashen. Oh, please, lady, don't believe all this lush and horror that goes around it. It's probably more a mighty shemra than anything else. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Okay, so no, no, so tell me what it is. What's the problem? Well, I tell you like this. I have no problem. I heard that you charge one slaughter per chicken that you shacked. Is that true? Uh, yes, 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 that's what I do. Uh, and, and if you have a cow, you charge like 15 slaughters? No, 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 no. It's like a big behemoth, you know. But a regular standard cow, uh, you know, it's a 10, 10 slaughters. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So, um, let's start with these chickens over here, okay? You, you, you know what you're doing. Uh, listen, I've been a sheikh for a long time. I trust me, I have experience. It's not my first day on the job. I hope so. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you mean, what I've been doing? I'm taking out my, 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 uh, light knife, you know, the, the shaykhin height, you know, the, the khalaf, you know, hello, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, 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 oh. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I'm running the knife across my thumbnail. Why are you doing that? You're supposed to shut the chicken, not your thumbnail. <laughs> Lady, I'm, I'm not, uh, do, do, doing my, uh, thumbnail. You're supposed to make sure, even though I used this knife before and I clean it and everything and I sharpen it, you have to make sure it's smooth because chas v'sholem, you can't have tzara balachayim. You understand? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, okay. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm holding down the chicken the way it's supposed to be so it doesn't move so I don't make chas v'sholem a bad shechita. Oh, oh, okay. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's not what I'm doing. I did it already. And I'm doing the kisi hadam and everything. Okay, so madam, here's your chicken. But it's still jumping around. Of course it jumps around. The nerves still work for a couple of moments, you know. <laughs> but don't worry. It's not going to come back to life. Okay? Listen, Hashem created it for us to eat. It's Beferish Apostolic that He gave this for us to eat. Okay? No, no. Uh, you know, the Bnei Naya got this uh, command. Okay? Anything else? No, no. Very good. And this lady started to come very often to the Sheikhet because she had a nice-sized family and there's one child, and we'll call him Ithical. Ithical was a very smart boy. And he was learning very well. But you see, some people don't realize that there's a difference of repeating what you learn and using your head to think. What, 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 what exactly do you mean, Rabbi Herbs? Well, let's put it this way. Let's say a Rebbe is teaching a Pesach Chumash. And the Rebbe says, Bereshis in the beginning of Bara Elikim when Hashem created Asa Shemayim, the heaven, Asa Aretz, and the earth. Yeah, so your point is? So now the Rebbe translated. He could explain what it means that the earth and the heavens were created at the same time, and he could explain why he says Shemayim first here, and later on it says uh, Earth first, because until man was created or put into place, depending on what shot you follow, the bottom line is that the heavens were important at this present moment. You understand? So therefore, it says Shemayim first. You could talk about it, but when the kid is going to repeat a pasuk, he's going to repeat the translation. And your point is, I, I'm not sure I follow. Uh, 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 um, um, let me get this straight. So he says a pusik, right? Yes, that's right. He says a pusik, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now after he says the pusik, uh, um, 
So, what are you saying that his mind is repeating but not thinking? Well, because when a person becomes, let's say, around the third grade... Yeah, yeah. Well, in the third grade, then they start learning Mishnayas in most schools. Some learn a little earlier, but they learn Mishnayas. Now, sometimes the Rebbe may say, Do me a favor. Can you tell me the difference between Rabbi Meir's uh, uh, holdings and, and Rabbi Kiba's holdings? Oh, I see. Because sometimes one, one tana could have one small tiny difference, but yet he can agree if it's this and this, but not if it's that and that. All right? And so that's what you call thinking. And then sometimes uh, the Rebbe could ask uh, a complicated question like what? Well, the, the Rebbe will say, so based on the shot of Rabbi Meir, so if this and this happen, what would be the halacha? Oh, so you got to think and apply what you learn. So that's like a little different? Mm-hmm. Some people don't realize that. You see, you can have a child that's in the first grade, the second grade, doing so well. And all of a sudden, once he has to start using his mind to think, not just to hear and repeat and to memorize, but to think. Sometimes the mind doesn't work as well. Ow. So that happened in the story? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, as this child was learning Mishnayas, he couldn't pick up and understand. He did well with the Chumash and everything. Very smart boy. And the mother was worried. Oh, dear. This is terrible. What could be? What could be? I'll ask my husband. Mandela! Mandela! Yes, yes, Chill. What is it, Chill? Mandela, you know, uh, uh, you come home late from work, and you told me I should have the Mishnayish with our little boy, Chikolia, Itchikolia. Yeah? Yes, sure, yes, yes, no, no. Anyways, I was hustling, and, and nothing goes in his head, and I tried to ask him the difference between uh, and he doesn't know. He doesn't know. It just doesn't go in his head, no matter how many times I repeat it. I have the Yiddish tights over here. I'm repeating it back, and it doesn't go in his head. Let me see what's going on here. Okay, Itzikol, come here, come here. Let's do the Mishnah together. Okay, are you ready? Yes, Tati, I'm ready. All right, all right. Okay. So here. Hey, and of course, he tried it too. And it just didn't go in. Hmm. You know, Chazal tell us, uh, you know, it could be. I mean, let me ask you a question. Uh, um, What did he eat tonight? Why does it make a difference what he eats tonight? You tell me. What's, what's the difference? Well, because it so happens that, you know, um, uh, we, Chazal teach us that, um, you know, uh, we learn about the laws of kashras and everything, and a person acts and behaves according to uh, the food he eats. If he eats kosher, then he's spiritually higher. Now, um, you want to tell me what's going on here? Um, well, let's see. He ate chicken tonight. Ah, yes, very nice. And... And, um, um, it's very interesting. So he ate chicken tonight. And the other night she ate chicken too. And after he eats, she doesn't know anything. I don't... <gasps> Maybe the chicken is trafe. What do you mean? I thought it's a good chicken. You know, when we lived in the other town, he was doing so nicely with the Chumash. Now he's doing Mishnahis, yeah? Something is wrong here. Something is terribly wrong. He doesn't know anything here. And over here... 
we started to use the shaykhet. You know that Kachkachashin, you know, Zanville? Yes, yes, sure, sure. What about him? Uh, he's the shaykhet. Maybe he's not giving kosher. Maybe because, you know, we have a couple of chickens, so some of the chickens are not shafted right. And it turns out the piece of chicken that our son eats is the bad chicken. I see. Could very well be. You might have a point here. Hmm. Let me think about this. Wow, wow, wow. Hmm. Wow. I have to look into this. Okay. You know what? Um, let me, let me ask around. Uh, hey, Moshe. Let me ask you a question. What do you know about this shaykhid uh, over here? Huh? The shaykhid? Let me tell you about the shaykhid. He's a kotzkechoshin. But a shaykhid is this okay. You know, if we had another shaykhid, we would use him in an instant. But when it comes to, to learning, the pshad, he is crazy, him. He does things very crazily, you know. I wouldn't trust him. I don't trust him. Yes. Why? What's the problem? Uh, well, uh, you know, my, my son has not been learning uh, very well lately. It seems to be that he can't concentrate. So, guy, the shirayin is on It doesn't go in his head. Oh, uh, wait a minute. I remember there's a chazal. I mean, the rabbis talked about it. There's a chazal that says that, um, you know, a uh, person is affected by the food he eats. That's why we have to eat kosher. Oh, boy, I don't like this. It's not very good. So what should we do? Uh, you tell me, uh. I don't know. And before you know it, people began walking around. And as they were walking around, they were talking and spreading Moitzi Shemra. And before you know it, people said, Did you hear the latest? A scared? Did you hear? Ay, ay, ay. That little boy, Chikitzik, Nebuch, Nebuch, Nebuch. He used to be a very smart boy. And now he can't remember anything. in his head. He can't learn. He can't even think anymore. What should we do? <laughs> what do you attribute it to? I think it has to do with the shaykhet. The shaykhet? Now, what does the shaykhet have to do with this? The shaykhet doesn't learn with him. Yeah, he doesn't learn with him, but he's the one that shakes the meat. And if he's not shechting right, that means the chicken is treif. And that means the boy is eating treif. And if he's eating treif, then he's poisoning his mind with the uh, tumor. And therefore he cannot think toilet. I say it's his fault. I agree. I agree. And of course, since he was a katzkachosid, it was very easy to pick up and say Lashon Hara. So to meanwhile, what happened was the voice got so strong that the island did not consult any Rav when they made this decision. They made this decision on their own. They went over to Zelig and they said, Zelig, I'm here representing all the people that's gathered outside your house, if you notice. Uh, yes, uh, sure. Uh, everybody needs something shechted, but you know, I'm sorry, I don't rush things up. I'm very careful how I shecht. Oh, you can be very careful all you want, but not here. What are you talking about? You're a shrita. You don't know what you're doing. You're shechting wrong, obviously. Chas for shalom. I would never shecht wrong. I always shecht the right way. What are you talking about? I am so careful if I have a suffolk, I pay for the chicken, and I don't make the person pay for it. What are you talking about? I am very makbid how to do the misfah of shechita the right way. How dare you accuse me of that? Oh, yeah? Well, listen here. 
we all decided that the reason why Itzikol, <coughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. My son Itzikol, he's not learning well, and it's your fault. My fault? I don't learn with your son, so how can it be my fault? Ah, because ever since he's been eating the shrita from you, he's not able to think. Uh, but, but other people eat my shrita. Yes, yes, but he's a young, gullible boy, so it takes some time to work on his mind. But that doesn't take so much time, because, you know, I mean, whatever it is, it's your fault. <laughs> You're fumfering to give me an answer. I don't get it. Why don't you check him out and find out maybe he has something medically wrong with him? Uh, there's nothing medically wrong with my son. There's something medically wrong with you. <laughs> what do you mean, medically wrong? You're not doing something right. Uh, I'm sorry. We decided... I'll tell him already. I'm the partners here, so I'll tell him. We decided that you're no longer the shaykh here. And we want you to pack your bags, and with one hour, there's going to be a wagon over here right in front of your house. In front of my house? What for? Because we're moving you out of town, and we're going to tell the wagon driver to drop you off in a town uh, so far away from here, you'll never come back here. Now, get moving, or else we'll send you out of here without anything. But you don't understand. You take away my panasa. I'm a good sheikh. There is nothing wrong. You can't blame me for him not knowing anything. That's not my doing. I have nothing to do with that. Oh, yes, you do. You're serving Trave. I'm not serving Trave. Maybe she's doing something wrong. Maybe she's not salting the chickens right. Maybe, ah, uh, maybe you're just not good. Goodbye. One hour. And sure enough, they waited for that one hour. And when that one hour was up, what they did was they had this uh, little wagon waiting there. And the sheikh and his family went on the wagon with their belongings. And the wagon driver said, The worse I take him. Hey, take him far away from here. The further the better. Okay, no problem. And so the wagon driver began to gallop the horses. And they were going faster. And as they were going faster, the wagon... I know, the wagon was bouncing up and down. Right? Uh, yes, that's right. And then, what happened next? Ah, so what happened next was that this wagon was passing the first town that they came that was outside of that other town. And immediately he went over, and the sheikh had said, uh, Do me a favor. Can you stop right here? Oh, but they told me they should take you as far away as possible. <laughs> they paid me for two days of traveling time, so I'm going to take you a far away place that's at least one day away. Well, I'm sorry, we're getting off here, whether you like it or not. Okay, and uh, you're going to stop the wagon, or do I take over the reins? Oh, no, I don't take over my horses. Okay, I'll stop the wagon. Hold on, horses. And the horses stop. And... Zelig and his family got off. He set up with his, some money that he had left. He set up his wife and children. They should be in what they call the Hegdish. It's like a Hachnosis Orchem house. And he bought them a little food because he knew that he doesn't have that much money left. And he wasn't prepared for this. So therefore he didn't know that he had to save so much in advance. Meanwhile, he went to the Rav of this particular town. And he knocked on the door. You know that town that's right before here? Yes, yes, what about it? Well, uh, I used to be the sheikh there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, um, um, I, uh, like, um, 
they make up a bilbul, uh, like Moitzi Shemra, a libel about me, and what I mean, and, and, and they just fired me from being the sheikh without any proof or anything. And, 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 and you know what I mean? Uh, Why are they so prejudiced against you? Well, it happens to be that I'm a chosin. Yeah, that's pretty obvious the way you're dressed. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm a kotzka chosin. Uh, a kotzka chosin, huh? Uh, very tough case to judge. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm too old of a rav, and I can't handle this. No, 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 I, I'm sorry. I, I can't call the, 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 the heads of the town to, to the entire. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't do this. No, 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 no. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. And, of course, he traveled to the next town. And the next town, it was a very interesting rub. True. Let me get this straight. You are shaykhid, but you're a kotzkechosid. Mm-hmm. And they fired you for no reason. They're claiming that he doesn't know his work. It's not going in his head because of your bad shrita. But they have no proof, right? Uh, that's right. That's right. But uh, you're a kotzkechosid. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a tough case to deal with. I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't have the kaiches for this. You'll have to go somewhere else. I'm very sorry. Okay, not the problem. Everybody's so scared over here. And finally he reached Warsaw. Now, Warsaw was pretty big. And at that time... I know, let me guess. In Warsaw, it was the Chemda Schleimer. Rav Schleimer Zalman Lifshitz. He was the Rav in the Ambezdin. That's right. And he heard the case. Uh-huh. So that's the story, huh? I hear everything you're saying. Okay. Now, of course, there could be a lot of reasons why that child doesn't know his Mishnayas. But doesn't mean it's because of your Shechita. Yes, yes, it's true that it's brought down a source that describes that if you eat trefus, then it affects your mind and you, you can't think clearly. And, you know, it, yes, yes, yes. If you feed yourself with spiritual things, you also will be more kedushadik. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. All right. I will take upon myself this Din Taira. Yes, I will send out Hasmonas for the Din Taira. And sure enough, Rab Shleimer Zalman Lifshitz sent out Hasmonis for a Din Taira. He sent out Hasmonis for a Din Taira. And then the Kotzke Rebbe, who was in Kotzk, Rab Menachem Mendel Morgenstern of Kotzk, he had, I would guess you can call it, Ruchakoidish. Um, and he saw with his Ruhakoidesh, he heard that one of his told me and one of his Hasidim, Rabzelik, the Shoichit, was calling a Din Taira. And he heard what happened. So he called Rab Yitzchak Meya Alter. Rab Yitzchak Meya Alter would be eventually the first Gerarebbe. He was known as the Chidusha Arim. I know because of the safety road. Right, so go ahead. Okay. Anyways, the Kotzke Rebbe said, Herchichi, Abyshkok Maya, Kimahaya, come here, please. I want you to go to Warsaw. Go to the Chemde Schleimer. I want you to go to the Chemde Schleimer. And I want you to stand up and speak up for the greatness and the kashris 
of the Yid Zalek the Shoichet. I want you to do that. And Rabbi Yitzhak Meir said, Of course, if the Rebbe so says, then I will go. And Sir Rabbi Yitzhak Meir Alta, he left immediately. And eventually he got to Warsaw. And when he got there, he sought out where the Chemda Shleimer was. And he came there. And Rechemda Shleimer looks at him. And he says, Rabbi Yitzchak Meir, I can't believe it. What are you doing here? Uh, what's the purpose of your visit? Ah, the purpose of my visit is very simple. You see, this person, Zelig, is innocent. And Mendel, uh, you know, Mendel, the, the Koskarebbe sent me, I should go here and speak up for the integrity, for the ashes of this person. Uh, yes, very important. I hear what you're saying, but Yitzhak <laughs> Meir, a big masmid like you, a a person that sits and learns all day and night, how could you take off time for this simple little shaykhit? <laughs> so you're saying you don't want me to be here? <laughs> if you will be nearby, but it's going to cause so much bitter terror if you're here. Why did you come here? Could have sent someone else. Could have wrote a letter. It's not the same. Let me explain you. May I tell Reb Shleimer Zalman a story? And then, and from the story, you'll understand why I'm here. All right. Since they didn't arrive yet, the people of the Din Teira, you could tell me the story. All right. You see? Uh, there was this person who we're going to call Zelig. Okay. Zelig. And Zelig was a very interesting person. It was a simple yid. Baruch Hashem, I don't ask from the Rabbeinu Shlelem a lot of things. Rabbeinu Shlelem, you know me, Zelig, I'm a simple person. I don't ask for much. I just ask that I should have enough food and drink and shelter for my family. That's it. I don't need fancy schmancies. No, no, no. I have a small wheat field. Sometimes it grows a lot. Sometimes it grows a little. But that's what I have. Anyways, I know that I'm in the wheat field. I, I got it, you know. And the summertime, I, you know, I make some money here and there because then it grows and then I harvest it in the winter. <laughs> it's very swear. So what I do is I sell whatever I, I grow. And then from that, I use the money for the whole year. <laughs> I don't live in riches. I'm happy the way I am. I sit there and look to heal him. Uh, not the biggest marksman in the world. Maybe uh, if my parents could afford it, maybe I would have been. But right now I'm not. I'm at the Hillem Zuge. Just Alice. Uh, but my kids, can I know, they're going to be better than me. Because one of the things that I made sure to do is something that I didn't have. I got them a rabbi. They have a rabbi. I pay this rabbi, he sits by my dish, and we feed him, we give him, we give him some panosha so he could send home for his family. Yeah, yeah, Baruch Hashem. Ah, I'm so happy. Yeah. Anyways, so what happened was, is that this person, Zelig, 
one year he had a big big crop we call it i guess people call it a bumper crop the wheat grew fantastic it was zaftiger wheat really geschmacker wheat it was fantastic the wheat was just unbelievable <coughs> it was a great crop unbelievable huh unbelievable look at this let me put bundles of bundles together let me tie them up over here okay and um, let me take it put it into my wagon and you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to lublin yeah time up to lublin and i'm gonna sell my stuff over there in lublin that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna sell okay but you know my vtc is top quality I'm not going to take some of a simple price. No, 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 no. I'm going to take more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can afford to ask more. So good stuff. Okay. Let me go. And sure enough, he arrived there. And he arrived early afternoon. And he pulls up near the center of, of Lublin. And he parks his wagon there. And he's looking to the right and to the left. And people are gathering around. Excuse me, I'm shooting me. What, what, what do you have over there to sell? have over here a bunch of wheat. Wanna see it? Look, it's top quality wheat. Wow, this is Kabbalik. Yeah, it's very good. I like it. Yes, it's a very fine quality. I like the quality. It is better. It's not spoiled. It's not rotten. It's very good quality. It's top quality. Okay, I'll offer you a one ruble a bundle. <laughs> That's a very low price. Come on, you know. Uh, last year I used to sell it for five, uh, for five, uh, not, uh, well, if you have rubles, I take rubles, if not Zlatis, you know, uh, Warsaw is in Poland, we can take Zlatis. All right, all right, all right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do for you the following. I'm going to give you the same price I gave you last year, five Zlatis per bundle. What are you saying? I say... That this year there were eight Zlatis. Eight Zlatis? What are you talking about? Look at the quality. You find me one piece that's rotten, huh? Look how fully grown it is. They're big Zaftika wheat kernels. You can make a lot of flour out of this. High top quality flour. Which gets the knowledge guy? Why are you talking silly? Come on. Eight Zlatis. Okay? Eight Zlatis. Uh, six. Uh, five. Uh, four. Uh, two. I don't give you anything for it. I can't afford it. Okay, no one's asking to buy. No, come on, come on. And they were bargaining back and forth all afternoon. Came time for Mincha Mayrev. And then they wanted to go continue to bargain, but then the people said, I'm sure excuse me about them. I don't know how to tell you this, but um, um, it just so happens that uh, uh, we have to wake up early tomorrow because... Uh, we have to say Sliches, and we like to daven Sliches with the meaning with the Choyze of Lublin, the Heilige Tzadik, Rav uh, Yaakov Yitzchak Alevi Horowitz, you know. We like to daven with his minion. So we have to get up early because he gets up to say Sliches with a lot of kavone. Okay, so, um, I'm sorry, we cannot come back after Mayrev to bargain with you. Uh, you know what? But you still might want to do it? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, we'll try to bargain tomorrow. If you're here... I'll be here. Mission opportunity to daven schlichus mit der heilige Häuser of Lublin? <laughs> ah, sure, I'm going to stay. Don't worry. Uh, where can I park my wagon that it should be safe? 
uh, just tie it up, wrap it around, and leave it in the alley from the shoe. It should be safe over there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And where can I sleep? Well, if there's no room, you can sleep in my house. Ah, good idea. And so Zelig went to sleep in this person's house. The next morning, he got up extra early. And then suddenly, Zelig started to think. I raised me. I was just thinking something. It's early in the morning. The sun is shining so bright. People are going to pass by. They're going to look and they're going to see my wagon parked over there. And it's got the greatest of wheat over there. Oi, maybe some hospital will steal it. You know what? I'm diving in here this window here. Not really supposed to look out the window when you're diving, but uh, it's very hard for me to concentrate on diving and think about my wheat at the same time. So I just, every now and then, I'm going to take a peek. And every now and then, he diving. And every now and then, he took a peek. Every now and then, he took a peek. And every now and then, he diving. A little of this, a little of that. And then, it was a long Shmona Esrei. And they were davening and davening this long Shmona Esrei. And suddenly, Zelig finished. I say Sholem Bimreima, we answer Sholem Aleinim, I'll call you through all of mine, 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 mine. Okay, now, uh, oh, they know better, there's a lot of people still in Shmona Esrei. Oh, the Heilige Tzadik is middle of Shmona Esrei. All right, let me find out what, what, what's going on here. Um, you know what? While I'm waiting for Hazorah's chance, let me take a peek out the window. Ah, such a sunny day. Beautiful day, sunny and everything. And there used to be a wagon popped outside. It belonged to me. Ah! Wait, wait, you fixed my wagon? Wait, wait a second, let me go outside. Maybe I'm, I'm in the wrong alley. <laughs> let me go outside. Oh. Ah, I, I'm outside. No, my wagon is gone. Oh, I'm in my Oh, my wagon is gone. My feet is gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My panusha, my muslim can't say you well. Oh, my, oh, my, 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 my. And he panicked and he was screaming. And people were like, Take it easy, take it easy, take it easy, what's wrong? Extremely, uh, pardon me, what was guys on the phone? What's happened? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, can you please tell me uh, what's going on here? Uh, my wagon, my wagon, my wagon, my wagon! Uh, uh, they stole my wagon, somebody stole my wagon! Ay, 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 this is terrible! You know, if me, for myself, I can say, okay, maybe I sin them, Christ, whatever it is, and so if I deserve a sense of punishment. But what about my wife? What about my children? They're going to starve. I rely on this to sell my wheat. Uh, once a year, I come and sell the crop that grows. And then after that, I use the money to support myself and I don't see you. Uh, what's going to happen? And don't forget, I have a malamid. A malamid? What do you mean you have a malamid? Yeah, for my kinderlach. I want my children to learn Torah. And, you know, I didn't have that opportunity. I was very, very poor when I was young. So I made sure that when I married and I have children, I wanted my children to have a Rebbe. Now, what's going to happen? The Rebbe won't have any money. He won't be able to send any money for his family. So not just my family is going to starve, but his family is going to starve. What are they going to do? <laughs> All right, relax, relax. I'm going to try to get you in to see the Choyza of Lublin. And so... They got an emergency meeting after davening with him and the Heilige Tzadik, Rabbi Yaakov Yitzchok, Halevi Horowitz, the Choyza of Lublin. They got him in, and he pleaded his case. And that's the story! What am I going to do? And the Choyza of Lublin started thinking, I hear what you're saying. It's very interesting. So, that's very interesting, very noble of you that you uh, would be Michael to Hashem Yisbach for taking away from you. But you're worried about your family, and you're worried about the Rebbe. Very interesting. Now give me a moment. And the Rebbe went over to the window, 
And the Rebbe looked out the window. And he stared out the window for a few moments. And then suddenly he turned. Ah! Boruch Hashem! Your wagon that was stolen is found. Where is it? Where is it? It's in the next town over. And you are going to go to the center of the marketplace over there, and you're going to find the thief. <coughs> you'll recognize the thief because you'll recognize your wagon and your horses. And the thief is right there. And I just want you to understand that the thief only so far managed to sell two bundles of wheat. There's still the rest over there. So... If I were you, I would go to the police and give the exact location here. Let me write it down for you. And so the Chose of Lublin himself wrote down the directions and exactly where they could find this guy. And he went to the police. And the police said, All right, all right, not problem, not problem. Okay, understanding, understanding. We're going to go with you. It's very interesting. You, you tell me the big rabbi over here said to go. I trust him. And I, I heard a lot of miracles from him. Yes, yes, yes don't worry. Yeah, I'm going also. Come on, let's go. And the two police officers went. And they traveled to this next town. And they arrived there. Of course. Okay, uh, can I do the horses? Okay, do the horses. And they went a little faster. And they finally got there. <laughs> How was that? Okay. Um, but we have to pick up speed because time is running out. So let me tell you what happened. They got there. And they went to the marketplace. And the two police officers were together with Zelig. And Zelig looked. Oh, there he is. There he is. That's my wagon. You'll see my initials on the bottom over there. See it? That's my wagon. And you see the horses? Here they're mine. <laughs> and you don't believe? You look in the back by the horse's left foot. You're going to see my branding iron over there. That it has my initial for my, uh, you know, place. It's my horse. You'll see. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> And they teamed up with the police over there. And they went, and this man was selling. Waiter, gotcha, waiter, waiter. Anybody want to buy weed? Come on, come on, come and buy your weed. Let's go. Hey, officer, would you like to buy some weed? No, don't want to buy weed. I want to buy you to rescue. What are you talking about? And Zelig said, You're a gunner. Yeah, you're not the chief. How could you be like this? You went against the tire and you stole from me? A rich bear. This is my wagon. No, it's not. It's my wagon. Yeah, your wagon is your initial Z. And then the horse. And this man is the guy. Arrest him. And sure enough, they arrested him. And then when they were coming back to the city where they were, where that shtetl was, so when they were coming back there, and Zelig was riding together with the Ganav, and the Ganav said, Please, 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 sir, sir, <laughs> you know, I'm a poor guy, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I, I did this, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a yid, you know, please have mercy on me, you know, don't have me arrested, I mean, please drop the charges, I mean, you're a yid that has mercy, no? I have to think about this. And when they got to the shtetl, the police said, All right, we're going to take him in jail. Yes, we're going to take him in jail. Ah. Uh. Ah, uh, oh, what's going on over here, everybody? Yeah, what's happening? I don't know. Uh, the police over here, they have this hit over here. They put him in handcuffs. They chained him up. They're taking him away. And suddenly, the thief turned around to Zelig and said, Can you do me a favor, huh? How'd you know where I was? 
And how did you know how to find me? And then I could tell you, there's a holy tzaddik here. More holy than I realized. The Choyz of Leblin. He's a very big tzaddik here, you know? Oh, yeah, I heard a little bit about him, but I don't believe his stories. Rabbi Yankov Yitzchak, you know, that, that guy, Horowitz. Yeah, that's him. Wow, cool. So he knew. Um, 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 okay, you know, um, c- could I please see the rabbi, please? Uh, just a minute. You can't see the rabbi right now. You're under arrest for stealing. And we're not letting you go, even if he wants to let you go. If you, you, he lets you go, you'll steal from someone else. No, sir, you're going to jail. Uh, but please, can I see the rabbi? All right, we'll let you see the rabbi, okay? But under one condition. You're going to be under heavy guard, so you don't escape. And so they brought him to the Chais of Lublin. And when he looked at the Chais of Lublin, you would think he would ask the Chais of Lublin for ways to do tshuva. But this guy was so far gone. Instead, he looked at the Chais and he said, with chutzpah, he said to him, Hey, Rabbi! It's amazing you got this Ruch HaKadosh and all you can do with your Ruch HaKadosh is look to see what a Ganif is doing, what thieves are doing. That's a, you, you should be using your thing for much holier things. And the Chais of Lublin was not one to be, you know, trifled with. But at the same time, he normally wouldn't insult somebody. But here he saw the Chutzpah of Ganif and he felt that he needs a lesson. So the Chais of Lublin did not raise his voice, but he said pretty firmly, Herzog Yid. I am helping Eden. No problem is too small for any tzaddik, for any frum yid, any kosher yid. You see, I am helping this yid because you didn't just steal from him. And it's not just your thievery that I'm looking at. You caused that this man should not have panosa. You caused that his family should be starving. You caused the malamid to be starving. That's not good. So you see, I am helping my fellow Eden. I am using my Ruach HaKodesh for good things. Now, officers, as much as I hate to say it, you may take him away. And sure enough, they took the thief away. And then the Rabbi Yitzhak Meir continued his story and he said, And so, let me ask you like this. Hey, look at Tzadik. Zalman. If the Choyz of Lublin could take time out to help a simple person, shouldn't I? All right, you made your point. And finally the Din Torah took place. And then when the Chemdes Shleimer, Shleimer Zalman said, All right, as I understand, there's a witness to testify about the integrity of Yitzhak Meir Alter. I mean, Rabbi Yitzhak Meir Alter is here to testify to the integrity of Zanbal the Shechet. Okay? Want to testify? And Rabbi Yitzhak Meir got up and he said, I just want everybody to know that if the meat that he shechted was not kosher, then it would affect every single yid in the town, every single child, but it didn't. The fact of the matter is, when these people came to the town, they came at a time right after he finished Lenny Chumash and was moving on to Mishnayas. He has a good memory to remember things, but his mind is not good for figuring out logical things. That's the problem. It was never the Shechita. Never. This town is guilty of Maitzi Shemra and causing a fellow Yid to lose his Parnassah. How could you be doing something like that? 
such a prejudice without any proof. And of course, the Chemda Shleimer, Rav Shleimer Zalman heard everything, heard the testimony of everybody else there, and realized that this was a bilbul, and ordered that the town should rehire this Shaykhet, even though he's a Kotzka Chassid. And they had no choice, but they had to follow the Psak Din. They rehired the Shaykhet, 